happy Faith Friday. Today might be a little bit of a heavier topic because I am going to be talking about a Job study that I went through recently. And we all know how Job can be, right? We, if you've ever read the book of Job, you know it's pretty heavy. It's a bit much, right? But I had my eyes opened a lot during this new study that I did. I've read the book of Job many times, but I had never really gone through a study to go into the weeds of it all. And it was really, really fascinating. So in light of the fact that there have been a lot of people around me that are suffering, that are grieving, that are going through a massive valley in their lives and just hearing about yet another person, it just really made me go back through my notes and just go back to my Job study. And I thought, well, maybe this would be beneficial, this would be helpful, and maybe bring some peace to you all as well. So go ahead and grab your Bible, grab a notebook or a journal, and just get really comfy as we are going to dig a little bit into my notes that I took while I was going through the Job study. Are you a Christian woman over 40 who is struggling with consistently low energy and fatigue? Are you tired of trying to navigate the ever-changing health chatter all around you? And do you wish there was a simple solution to just feeling good? Boy, do I see you and I hear you. Hi, I'm Michelle, and as a holistic health coach and fellow midlifer, I have realized the answer to our whole health concerns isn't in the online search bar, those fad diets, and endless exhausting workouts. Listen, beautiful mama, as the heartbeat of your home, you have spent your life caring for others well. So now is the time to take good care of yourself, get back your energy, and reclaim your entire health during this season. So if you are ready to stop striving and start thriving as your healthiest whole self, then you are in the right place. Grab your iced coffee, a notebook and pen, and let's treasure your wellness. Okay, so we know that we can't escape sorrow, we can't escape pain, we can't escape the hardship of this world, but maybe just kind of digging into Job a little bit will help to shift your perspective maybe about this very, very rich book. It's so rich. And I'm not going to do a big overview. Of course, that would take way too long, but I just wanna share just a few pages of my notes that I took at one specific part in the study. Essentially, Job one through six is kind of where I am going to focus on today. But one thing I really learned about this study, and I did this study through the First Five app. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but I do like the First Five app. That might be something you wanna check out. It's from Proverbs 31 Ministries. But one of the things that I kind of learned through this Job study was how to view Satan under God, not opposite of God. You know, that really shifts our perspective on the suffering that Satan gives us. When we look at that, we don't look at Satan as opposite of God. He is not the opposite of God. He is under God. So everything that happens, God allows it to, but everything is under his sovereign control. God may allow more than we can handle, but not more than he can handle, right? We've all heard 
that trite expression, God doesn't give us more than we can handle. That is not biblical. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that God will only give us what we can handle. Because if that were the case, we wouldn't need him. We wouldn't need Jesus. So God may actually allow more than we can handle. And I can testify to the fact that going through some fiery trials, I felt like it was way more than I could handle. And that's why I ran to him. That's why I had no choice but to cling to him because I knew that whatever I was going through was not more than he could handle. It was way more than I could, but he is bigger, he is sovereign, he is stronger, and he could handle it all. So the trials, those fiery trials that we go through, they will bend us, of course, sure, but they will not break us. Something that was kind of underlining in the book of Job was that we need to be praising God despite our grief and our trials. Easy to say, very hard to do. But in Job 1 verses 20 and 21, it says, at this Job got up, tore his robe, and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship and said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. I personally cannot imagine doing that. If I had just heard of the tragedy that Job had just heard. I can't really fathom that, honestly, to praise God despite my grief and my trials on that magnitude. But see, if we practice regularly praising God during our trials, then I would imagine that praise might come maybe just a little bit quicker when we are going through our absolutely lowest valleys and full of our grief. Because looking at praising God helps us to realize and just kind of realign our thoughts, our mind, our mindset on the fact that God's purposes are eternal. He will never waste our suffering. But it's really a choice. You know, honestly, that's something that, that's another thing that I really got from this. Like, we choose to praise. Job chose to praise. We choose to believe that God will work out all for good, Romans 8, 28. We choose to believe it is just for a season. And boy, I did make that choice when I was going through a really long, fiery trial season. But after a while, like you're like, okay, the season has gone on and on and on. Like when is there a break? When can I come up for air? When can I come back onto a mountaintop? Like this valley, this wilderness has gone on for too long. But it's a choice. It's a choice that we are choosing to praise. We're choosing to believe that God will work it all out for good. We're choosing to believe it is just for a season. Essentially, we are choosing to turn to him even in the midst of it all. One of the greatest gifts God has given us after Jesus was giving us free will, giving us the ability to choose, to make a choice. And see, we have an enemy who is daily attacking us, especially in our thought life. And so we do need to do what Ephesians 6 says, put on the full armor of God every single day. 
And something interesting in Job 2, verses 7 through 13, I'm not going to read all of this, but you go ahead and read this later. This is when Satan afflicted Job with painful sores from the soles of his feet to the crown of his head. So his wife was like, are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. Verse 10, he replied, you were talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? Other people are watching how we endure our pain and our suffering. When they see us turn to God through it all for comfort and strength, then this gives them hope in their own season of suffering. I don't think people are watching us to wait for us to fall and curse God and die. I think people, well, maybe the world is, I don't know. But I think in our community, people are watching us all the time. People are watching to see how we handle the good and the bad and the ugly of this life. How are we enduring our suffering? And we know that whatever we go through helps to serve a bigger purpose. And if it can help somebody get through their trial by turning to God because they saw us turn to God for our strength and our comfort, that is building the kingdom. And another point is we don't have to suffer in silence. Job 3. Job 3, his friends come. He's talking to his friends. His friends are talking to him through the rest of the book. <laughs> and I'm not going to get into that because that was, as you know, it's pretty detailed. But share with God and others your pain and your struggles. We don't have to suffer alone. We don't have to suffer in silence. And you know, the other thing that I really took away from this Job study was that it's okay to lament. It's okay to cry and yell and scream out to God and, and to lament and just speak all of these words that we're feeling inside of us and get it out because God can handle it. Because if we're lamenting, lamenting is different from complaining, right? It's kind of like, it's kind of like complaining with intention, right? We're lamenting, we're pouring our hearts out to God, but yet we are leaning strongly into our faith. We are leaning into the arms of Jesus. We are seeing that we need him. We cannot do this on our own. We need a savior that can help us through it all. You know, I'm always reading through the book of Psalms and I see this too all throughout the book of Psalms. David is a really good example of this, of lamenting. And even Jesus felt his human feelings with Lazarus, with the death of Lazarus. And then again, at his own suffering on the cross. If you look at Luke twenty two forty four. Luke twenty two forty four says, And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. This is when he went to the Mount of Olives and prayed. And then you see it again that Jesus had these human emotions in John eleven thirty three. When Jesus saw her weeping, he's talking about Mary. This is talking about Mary when Lazarus died. Well, let me just back up to verse 32. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. And then, of course, we know 
verse 35, Jesus wept. Jesus felt his human feelings. It's okay to lament. We know that we will suffer. Jesus tells us that in John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. We are going to suffer. And the last three years has been a whole lot of extra, a whole lot of extra suffering. But we can allow our trials to shape us and grow us in our faith, or we can choose to turn away from God. You know, I remember as I was a new Christian, people would say, don't ever ask, why is this happening to me? Ask, what is the purpose of this? Or why have you brought me here? Or what can I learn about this situation? Or what can I learn that makes me more like Jesus and points others to you? But we don't necessarily want to ask why. Well, I think it's okay to ask why. I think it's okay to say why and what. Why am I going through this, Lord, and what purpose will this bring? What can I learn through this? It's okay to ask both. And then the last point that I just want to make, just to kind of wrap it up, in Job 6, Job is just responding to what one of his friends has said. We don't have to suffer alone. Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit to comfort us, to help us pray, and to renew our mind. Where does Satan attack us the most? In our mind. So as our strength fails, because it will as we're going through the valley, and that's why we need to lean into Jesus each and every day, we can either choose defeat or we can choose to turn to God for his strength, his grace, and his care. So with that, from this portion of Job 1 through 6, there are three main actions that we can do when we are going through a season of suffering or a season of trials or just in a low valley or even being stuck in the wilderness. There are three actions that we can do. Number one, cry out to God. Number two, surrender our weakness. Acknowledge that we are not strong enough to handle, but that God is. So we're crying out to God, we're lamenting, and then we're surrendering our weakness. We're, we're acknowledging his sovereignty. We're acknowledging his strength and that he is the one who is going to get us through this. And then number three, seek the Holy Spirit for comfort. So it's really a mindset, right? If we get right down to it, it's a mindset. It's a mindset shift. Knowing that it's okay to have complete honesty with God, we can lean into lament. And when we lean into lament, that means we're leaning away from worldly distractions. We're leaning away from numbing out on social media and TV and food. We are, we are leaning into lament and we're leaning towards God. We are sitting with God. We're turning to his word. We're speaking his promises. We're praying his promises over us. We're declaring it over ourselves. And I really believe that this will not only help us through our time of suffering, but we are going to come out on the other side so much stronger because we will have the strength of Jesus with us. 
And this doesn't even have to be so deeply serious of pain and anguish and grief and suffering. It can be something like you have been trying to get victory over something for so long, for maybe your whole life, and you just can't do it. Maybe that's eating cleaner. Maybe that's stopping a bad habit that you know is not serving you, that you know could potentially be making you sicker. You can still take these three actions to get victory. Cry out to God, surrender your weakness, and then seek the Holy Spirit for comfort and wisdom. Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit for comfort, for wisdom, for direction, for leading, for guidance. Reach out. So I hope that that was helpful for you. It just really opened my eyes actually going through a study of Job, not just reading it for myself, but breaking it down, really getting into the details of that. So if you've never done that, if you've always avoided the book of Job because it's frankly depressing, I get it. But at the same time, it really does help to shift your perspective on suffering and how we can suffer a little bit better, if that makes sense. This has actually made me step back and think about how I give comfort to those who need it. And it made me recall some not so helpful comments that I was given when I was going through my three year fiery trial. The fact of the matter is people in their humanity struggle with the length of suffering, right? No matter what side of it we are on, we want it over and done. So when it lingers, how do we react? How do we respond to others' pain? How do we respond to our own pain? Just something to think about, isn't it? Father God, show us today what it is you want us to see from the book of Job. What is it you want us to see from this episode? Show us each individually the very thing that we need to hear from you, that we need to see from you as we are really leaning into you, crying out to you, surrendering our weaknesses to you, and seeking you for our comfort. Help us to honor you more through our own fiery trials. Help us to help others through their suffering. Help us to support them the way that you would have us support them. Father, open our eyes to see and our ears to hear and to know you more as we follow hard after you, as we seek you with everything in our very being, first thing in the morning, all throughout the day. Help us to seek you first, Father. And may you get all the glory and honor as you walk through each fiery trial with us. And it's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray. Amen. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, friend. I hope it challenged you, encouraged you, and stretched you in some way. If it did, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else who has been praying for a breakthrough in her whole health? Also, it would bless me so much if you would pop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a quick review to let me know how much you are liking the content and to help other women just like you find the show.
Treasured Wellness can also be found on Christian Mix 106 and Radio Free America online streaming radio stations. So check out those two amazing platforms. One more thing, come on over to our Facebook community, Holistic Health for Christian Women Over 40. I would love to see you there. Until next time, remember, you are a beautiful treasure.